Okay, so I'm going to just finish up on page 70 and 71. So that first full paragraph says, suppose we fall short of the chosen ideal and stumble. Does this mean we are going to get drunk? Some people tell us so, but this is only a half truth. It depends on us and our motives. If we are sorry for what we have done and have the honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we will be forgiven and we will have learned our lesson. If we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we are quite sure to get drunk. We are not theorizing. These are facts of our experience. So that's, like I said, I really like the warnings here. And they're not just talking about, to me, in the sexual conduct um, idea, you know, that we are people that, and this is my experience again, but we start with food so much, so young. We don't have a lot of social skills. At least my experience, you know. But I had to let myself be 13 and 14 with guys because I never had that experience. You know, I never went to, I went to a prom with my brother's best friend. I didn't know what it was like to date. So I wasn't going to say, oh, I'm going to do these prayers and I'm going to be this perfect girlfriend. I had to learn how to be a girlfriend. So I had to make, you know, kept moving towards an ideal. Now, if I knew, let's say, for example, someone dates married men and they decided that doesn't align with their idea. So if they're dating someone and they find out they're married because they didn't know, and they're, oh, I'm sorry, I have to end this relationship, doesn't mean they're going to drink again. They, they did not know, and they're changing that behavior. But if they continue to date married men, knowing that that is against what God's telling them to do, they're sure to get drunk again. So if I know, when I go through this inventory, that gossip is very destructive, and I continue to gossip, there's a good chance I'm going to eat again. So I think this is just a, a warning to us that we learn this skill set and we are going to grow towards this ideal. We're not going to, it's not going to be a lightning strike. We're going to grow towards this ideal. I learn more about, specifically with dating, the men I don't want by dating them because I don't know, I never knew what I did want. I thought I wanted a guy that agreed with me. I dated a guy that agreed with me. I was bored out of my mind. You know, so it's, we're going to learn these things. So we're, it's a continual process. Then we're going to go down to that um, last full paragraph on 70, and this is what I, we call the fourth step promises. So this is what we should be feeling as we're wrapping up this fourth step. It says, if we've been thorough about our personal inventory, we've written down a lot. So I don't want you to think, once again, the five-subject notebook, but have we written this? This is not something we do in our heads. Have we written down? We have listed and analyzed our resentments. That sounds like fact-finding, fact-facing. We're not over-emotionalizing it. We have begun to comprehend the, the futility and their fatality. We have commenced to see their terrible destructiveness. That's a big difference I found with the Big Book Method, is I started to realize how destructive my life was, and that if I didn't change, I was destined to have that same type of life. Because I could see that in my fourth column, in my last column as I was going through there. We have begun to learn tolerance, patience and goodwill towards all men, even our enemies, for we're not looking at them as sick people. Because now I'm starting to show empathy. I'm starting to see things from a totally different angle. And I'm starting to see how not only have people affected me, but how I have affected others. We have listed the people we have hurt by our conduct and are willing to straighten out the past if we can. I started to soften and want to make it right. I'm not at step nine yet, but I'm starting to understand that I've hurt people the way I've been hurt, and I don't want to you know, I wouldn't want to, the way that I want people to, to uh, acknowledge they hurt me, I needed to acknowledge I hurt other people. 
In this book, we read again and again that those are the four step promises. In this book, you read again and again that faith did for us what we could not do for ourselves. We hope you are convinced now that God can remove whatever self-will has blocked you off from him. Not that Kim can. Not that each of you can. That you now realize that it's God that's going to need to get involved. The power greater than yourself. You have already made a decision. Step three. An inventory of your grosser handicaps. So once again, the grosser handicaps, those things that are blocking you right now from your power. It's not about an entire history. If you don't remember everything, you know, when this says thorough, I used to think it meant volume. But if you are not purposely, if you're purposely not putting something on there, that's a problem. But if you don't remember everything that happened in your childhood or whatever, don't worry about it. It's your grosser handicaps. We're trying to find patterns. You've made a good beginning. Once again, kind of what we talked with Patricia, the inventory process is four through nine. It's not just step four. You are, that being so, you have swallowed and digested some big chunks of truths about yourself. We're starting to see how we show up in the world, and that's really humbling and eventually going to be very freeing. So with that, we're going to break for lunch. And is it an hour, Mary? So we'll all see you back here at 1 o'clock. Thank you.